the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. to another edition of Locked On, folks. Glad everyone is with me on this uh, Apocalyptic Wednesday. This is Locked On, folks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Glad everyone is with me. Find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On, folks. If you were following the old Locked On, folks, Twitter account, make sure to follow the new one at Locked On, folks, reaching more Oklahoma State fans than ever through our partnership with Boone Pickens State. Search for Boone Pickens State on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to get all of the best Oklahoma State news and notes. You can also get your Put Eddie in the Hall of Fame t-shirt from Boom Pick and State. Check them out on Twitter at BP underscore State. Also head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Not all sports have stopped. The NFL is still rolling along and Locked On has a couple of options as far as the NFL goes. Got Draft Dudes, uh, Locked On NFL, and then each individual team has its own podcast. So make sure you head over to LockedOnPodcast.com and Checked out. Check out everything that the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. All right. Dion Imade joined us yesterday. He's going to join us again today. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Dion Imade underscore 28. And now we bring in Dion Imade, who joins us on Locked On Pokes once again today. Dion, thanks. We appreciate your time again. How uh, I know today is day one of working from home for you. It's it's day one and a half, I guess, of my wife working from home. Sharing the space is a little bit weird. I, I imagine there are people everywhere who are having to adjust to the working from home thing. Is this an easy adjustment for you, or are you still trying to put the pieces together of uh, not getting up and going to work in the morning? Man, first of all, it's hard to get up. It's hard, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. It's harder to get up in the morning when you know your desk is like right beside your bed and that's all you have to go because it's just like, oh, let me just get a couple more minutes in. It's a few steps away. And, and then and then on, on your situation, I mean, it's the, the whole sharing is caring type of oh. environment that you have to get used to. So it's just like, I might, I have roommates and they're, they're not working from home yet, but I, I know the days are winding down where we're all going to be in here together. So it's just, it's, it's, a, it's something that we're going to have to get used to very, very fast. Yeah. It's interesting. So my wife today, I want to see how long this lasts truly really, because she got out of bed today. She, she got dressed, she did her hair. She, she got dressed as if she was going to work because to, to her, she needed to like, that's how she got herself ready for work mentally was by getting up and getting around. I, I don't know. I mean, what, what should we set the over under at on that? Her getting up and doing her hair and getting dressed and ready for work just to walk into the other room and sit down in front of her computer. I mean, a, a week, two weeks. <laughs> I think she's, she's a, I, I've, I've met your wife a couple of times. I know she's, she's a smart one. She, uh, I bet she's by tomorrow. She gets it figured out. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Uh, all right. So I want to dive back in a little bit to a conversation that we had yesterday because you told us that you had a great story, but that it was a long story and, um, and, and that you would tell it another time. So I want to hear now, what was the injury you suffered this past summer? So this summer I uh, fractured my pelvis and dislocated my hip. Did Michael Scott hit you with his yeah. car? I mean, what happened? 
<laughs> no, nah, man, I stayed out of Dwight's way and Michael Scott, <laughs> but unfortunately that wasn't the cause. Uh, but, uh, so I, during the summer and during the off season on football, see, uh, football, I trained some kids periodically, like people hit me up asking for private lessons and, and different stuff like that here in Tulsa and, and Owasso and, and just around the, you know, the Texas, Tulsa County area. Uh, so I was training a group of kids out in Owasso. And what happened was I was reliving my glory days with one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the tight end slash wide receivers that oh, I no. had out there and trying to, trying to show him how to catch the ball through contact and, and how like a good defensive back is going to be all up on you and just going to be touching you and it's going to try and direct your concentration elsewhere. Well, what happened was my leg decided to distract its own concentration elsewhere. And so like the same knee that I tore my ACL, sometimes it just buckles on me. And when that happens, I normally just give and, 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 and hit the floor and roll and bounce right up. But this time it buckled and I guess it got stuck in the ground. Oh and my, my momentum gosh. was still carrying me forward and my hip, my my hip popped out of the socket and, and dislocated. But when it did that, because of the force that I was running with, it when it popped out, it took a piece of the pelvic bone with it and just popped out and decided to roll out and fracture the pelvis as well. That so, sounds yeah. so excruciating. Was that... So, so was that more or less painful than when you tore your ACL? Oh, definitely, definitely more. Because the ACL was just a shock thing. Like, I heard it pop, and I hit the ground, and I was like, oh, I definitely did something wrong. Well, That's and, and you had 60,000 like, people looking at you. It. Exactly. Uh, and it was on national TV, on an ABC game, you know, primetime, Kurt Herbstreit. Uh, all uh, the whole nine yards. <laughs> so that one was probably a little bit more embarrassing and a little bit more, you know, detrimental to my career. But this one right now, it just, the pain was just like, oh crap. Cause I was like so much like, all right, I don't have trainers. I don't have nobody. I need to be okay. I got work on Monday. Like I need to hop yeah. up. As soon as I like, all those I, real I, life I thoughts start it, going I, through your head. All of it, man. I felt it. I was like, all right, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I need to pop up. I did say a couple of four-letter words that you're not supposed to say in front of children, but they're, you know, close enough to high schoolers now where I'm pretty sure they've heard it before, so it's all good and fine. Yeah, I'm sure, I, I'm I'm sure, sure it's all good. Their lives. So I'm sure I didn't alter their lives in any way. So what, you pop up, go to the ER, and get a surgery scheduled, or what? This is, I tried to pop up, uh, Kobe. That's the key word tried to pop up and as soon as i did i went straight back to the ground and i was like no 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 that's not what it felt it felt like my leg was dangling and the top of it was just like held in sand like it was like the like like it was just there was a bunch of sand around the top of my leg and it was just dangling in there and rolling around and I was like, no, Ooh. this isn't good. 
Yeah, that uh, that is really, really not good. Uh, we got to get to break real fast. So hold that thought. I've got some more questions I want to ask you on the other side. I want to ask about some of the coaches you played for at Oklahoma State as well before we get done today. Uh, make sure everybody, I know you're all stocking up for the apocalypse, head over to Simply Green Pharmacy and get everything you need in Stillwater at 617 East Redbud Drive. They are taking measures to make sure everything is safe for your handling, uh, wearing gloves, not allowing people to touch and smell the jars. It's a very clean, very professional environment. 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater at the corner of Perkins and Redbud. Uh, go check them out. Simply Green Pharmacy and tell them Locked On Pokes sent you. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Dion Amade joins me once again on the other side here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked On Pokes. Colby Powell with you as always. And Dion Amade joining me once again today here on Locked On Pokes. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Dion Amade underscore 28. That is I-M-A-D-E. It's like I made. Like I made a tackle in, in an important game. Dion Amade underscore 28. Uh, I'm, I'm sure people screw up the spelling of Amade all the that. time. Yeah, fire away. <laughs> Man, by my freshman year, First road trip, me, Zach Craig, Labaccia, Justin Gilbert, uh, Devin Hedgefest. This is our first road trip ever. Louisiana Lafayette, we go to the Raging Cages. Friday night game. It's loud. It's crazy. We're in Louisiana. You can smell the beer. And we're on the bench, and they're heckling us like nobody's business. I mean, this was like the perfect game to indoctrinate you into Division One road game experiences. And we're on the bench, and me and Zach Craig got it the worst. Because of my last name, this guy was just on me mercifully just saying, I made, what did you make? A cake? Did you make the team? What did you make I made? Just, That's oh so my good. Gosh. And then with Zach Craig, I feel Zach Craig has been my boy ever since that game because this guy, because Zach Craig was one of the only white defensive backs. You don't, you rarely see it, but Zach Craig was that athletic freak and he could play the position. And this guy was on him. Uh, Craig, you'll never be one of them, Craig. They'll never accept oh. you, Craig. Oh. <laughs> and we. At Louisiana Lafayette? Yes, man. It was it was hilarious, but uh, but uh, Markel Martin and Johnny Thomas they were just like you guys you can't turn around, you can't engage with them, just just stay front ahead, and we're just looking at each other side by side, just laughing because they're coming up with the funniest stuff, but we can't acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, so you so you never turned around uh, and told him, dude, it's a mate. Never, never, never. Until this day, I'm going. To, I'm actually going to Zach Craig's wedding. I think it's this summer, and we'll see each other, and we'll, we'll always be like, "You'll never be one of them, Craig." You'll That's so never good. Be one of them. That is so. So this leads me down a, a whole other rabbit hole somewhere I wasn't even planning to go, but now I want to know: in the Big Twelve, where is what's the most hostile environment you played in? Like, who who has the the worst, the the most hateful, or or even just the best trash talking fans in the conference. Oh man, I mean, you're talking about currently or during my playing days? Oh, uh, like, when, when you were playing? Because like, here's I, let me give you two. Let me let me give you two answers. Okay. Okay. The craziest atmosphere that I was ever a part of. The craziest fans. The craziest. The craziest 
like environment that was just oh my god Texas A&M I know you said that like I as much as we dislike them as much as like everybody's like oh the Aggies they think they're so they're so full of themselves bro that 12th man gets to rocking bro and I'm telling you right now with that game in 2011 when we were over there and that place was going crazy and we came back from down 21 points I'm telling you right now, Kobe, that place was literally shaking. Literally, the place was shaking, Kobe. I remember going into halftime and the band just all in our face, wrecking crew, wrecking crew, wrecking crew. And the place was shaking. It was so crazy, bro. And Yeah, I remember that game. That was a big that, game. That was uh, because that was the game where Blackman, didn't he fumble? out of the end zone for a touchback at one point in the game. And then didn't he finish the game by taking a direct snap and running out for a safety? I can't remember if he fumbled out the end zone. If I, I can't remember if that was the game, but I remember to end it that uh, uh, Gundy and them just said, hike it to Blackman and let him run out the end zone and run out the clock. I do remember that one happening. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, uh, a <laughs> it was pretty nuts, man. Uh, and the one currently right now, as much as it's, it's probably, you know, a, a good kept secret right now, if you got to give it to West Virginia just because really? of the fact that you, 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 you pray. If you see them on your schedule, first you pray it's a home game. If it's not a home game, and it's a road game. You pray it's an early game because everybody knows if you get West Virginia in a night game, you're in for a battle with that crowd, man, because they're liquored up with that moonshine and it is going to be a crazy, crazy atmosphere. And not only that, it's a long flight and it's like, and if it's a late game, you know, you're coming back super late. The, the time change, it's just, it's all wacky. I mean, they got a good, they got a good field advantage uh, uh, over there at West Virginia with playing in the big 12, but they still have to, you know, travel a long ways themselves quite a bit. But they, those fans, they get. I remember Justin Gilbert getting into one of the, getting into what one of their fan senior year. That was that was, that was pretty entertaining. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's that, that's a crazy atmosphere as well. Uh, yeah, Morgantown to me, the trip seems like it would make Morgantown awful. Um, yeah, I guess the fans, if you get them in the night game, they can get a little riled up. I, I refer to Morgantown as the couch burning capital of the world. I don't know if that's true. Uh, <laughs> I dubbed them the couch burning capital of the world a long time ago. They just seem like that kind of those kind of people. That's seems like what they do for fun in West Virginia, which might come in handy while we're all quarantined because they know what to do when they have extra time on their hands. Hey man, if, 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 if that moonshine gets to flowing, watch out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, we're going to take one more break, come back, uh, and I'm going to ask Dion about some of the coaches that he played for and some of them that are still there. That's coming up next here on Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Colby Powell, Dion Amade joining us today as well. Once again, follow him on social media at Dion Amade underscore 28 across all social media platforms. You can find me at Colby J. Powell and make sure you follow at Locked on Pokes as well, where I'll tweet out the link to this podcast every single day. And your reminder is you go stock up to be quarantined for who knows how long. Make sure you head over to Simply Green Pharmacy at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. You can also visit the 
their website, livesgf.com. The website is phenomenal. It's user-friendly. It lets you know about everything that they've got going on. So make sure you head that way. Simply Green Pharmacy, taking steps to make sure that everything is clean during these times uh, where everyone's trying to be safe and be aware of their health. So make sure you head to Simply Green Pharmacy at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater and tell them Locked On Pokes sent you. All right, back to Dion. I told Dion, I've been telling Dion, I want to ask about some of his coaches. So first question, how many coaches that were on the staff when you were there? You were 2010 through 13, is that right? Yes, sir. So I know I'm trying to think of how many coaches who were there in 2013 are still there, like how, how much of an overlap there was. I know obviously Gundy, Casey Dunn, Glass would be the three that I know of. Anybody else still on the staff who was there in 2013? Yeah, okay, you can't forget uh, Joe Bob Clement, deep up the line coach. He came in, I yep. want to say when I was the, I want to say junior or senior year, uh, Coach Duffy. Coach Duffy came in when after Coach Malone. Tim Duffy uh, coaching the uh, defensive backs? Right. He was the safeties coach, and then Coach Malone left, and then he became the cornerbacks coach, so he was there. We already uh, mentioned Coach Dunn was there. He's been there for for quite a bit. Uh, I'm trying to think Coach Glass. We mentioned him. Uh, after that, I don't think anybody else except for the administrative staff where you can say coach uh, coach butler coach mac butler uh rod johnson and uh coach johnny Barr. uh uh i want to say uh, mike coach mike gross mike gross was there still and then uh uh benny was there coach benny the player development specialist and then we got some former players that are on the staff that that uh that played when i was there uh victor uh, Victor, he's a he's an analyst, and Ryan Simmons is there now. He's also an analyst. I forgot so that Ryan Simmons. Yeah, yeah. So, so a couple of the people that I'm still familiar with and from my playing days are still on the staff. But you know how it is in college football; that thing rotates like clockwork. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's just start at the top, then, Coach Gundy. How, how much you were on the defensive side of the ball? You know, the head coach in college football is kind of a CEO going all over the place. Um, but but what did you think during your time at Oklahoma State about Coach Gundy, his style, and uh, what 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 he got out of you all uh, as a team? You know what? I came from a, a high school program where. Our coach was a very a big. Our head coach was a big X's and O's guy, and he didn't really get into that raw raw stuff. So the thing about that I really loved when I first got in with Coach Gundy was he was a a, a tactical motivator, and he did it in the in an old school way that you could appreciate, but also was clever <laughs> clever enough to to kind of get you thinking and be like, okay, yeah, and those pregame speeches. I mean, he, he didn't have them where it was just, like, organic. He, you know it was well-prepared and it was written down. But you could see the passion before we ran out of that tunnel when he'd, like, call us all up. And he and he knew you knew he had a short time to do it. But you could feel the, the passion and, and the, the urgency in it. And I think that got you really revved up for a game. So Coach Gundy, and after, if you're afterwards, after playing, uh, he's been a real cool guy. Like, he's a guy that, you know, smart, quick-witted, and he never forgets a face. And every time he sees me, hey, cat, daddy, how you doing? <laughs> I'm just is that like, what he calls you? Like, oh, hey, coach. <laughs> that's what he calls. That's 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 because you know, back in the day, I mean, that's what all the old heads like. Where I'm from, where you know, old heads are like your uncles and your people that around the neighborhood that know your parents and know your dad, and that's one of their slangs. Like I remember. Uh, 
I remember one of my old, uh, I think he was the academic advisor. Uh, he used to call it, he used to call all the players cat daddy. It's just with slang that they used back when coach Gundy and him were like popping and rolling around six street. It was like, Hey, if you're, if you was a cool dude, he was a cat daddy. So coach Gundy was like, Hey, cat daddy, how you doing? Okay. Like, hey coach, how's it going? <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah, so, coach Gundy, is, he's, a, he's, a, he's a cool dude, man. Yeah. That, uh, that's cool. So now you do some, some stuff with the cowboy networks. So I don't know. How often do you, see him or interact with him? Do, do y'all pass cross much still, or is it just the occasional you bump into each other and say hi? You know what? It, it, uh, more than the, you know, the average media member, I do, I come in contact with Coach Gandhi. It's just, it's more of a, when I get some free time to head down to Stillwater or go to a practice or, or something like that, or, or when we, we, when we get to talk to him before, uh, before like like listen like on it's quick inter- interviews with Dave Hunziker and and Robert uh, Robert Allen and and uh, John Holcomb just little stuff like that if I in practice he's always you know he's always going and going and talking to somebody or meeting somebody so he'll he'll stop and have a quick chat and keep it keep it moving but I mean more than you would think that I, I've gotten to talk and hang out with Coach Gundy. Very nice. Uh, so I wanted to ask, too, I don't know how much your paths would have crossed. He's an offensive guy. You're a defensive guy. But now Casey Dunn has been promoted to offensive coordinator, which I, I've talked about. I think it was a phenomenal move for Oklahoma State. I like the continuity of having a guy who's been in the offensive system at Oklahoma State for so long being moved into that position, especially when you have kind of one year where it seems like all the pieces are coming together. I think it's good for those guys not to have to learn the language of a new coach. They already know Casey Dunn. They're already familiar with Casey Dunn. Did your paths cross much? And what do you think about him as the offensive coordinator? Man, I was, <laughs> I was, I was a little uh, skeptical on, on on Coach Dunn when he first got to Oklahoma State. I remember he's he's just one of those guys that he's zero to a hundred, man. And so when he first got here. Not every like all the wide receivers I was very cool with, and not every, all of them were on board. But you can see as the years have gone on how much he's been able to change this program, put his identity on the offense and on those wide receivers, and how much they love him. Man, like he he took a he took a little a little while to, to get used to because of some of the guys from the from my era were so used to the to the, the wide receiver coach before. That it, it it was it was it was a funny transition. I remember hearing the stories from some of my guys in the in our dorm room stuff like that. It's like, man, this guy right here, just everything is compete, 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 and everything is zero to one hundred, and he's always on us. This and that, but I mean, now I mean, Casey Dunn's got his guys there, and he's 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 you know put his his fingerprint on this program, and I can't wait to see what he does as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, you look at the guys that he's coached at the receiver position. He got there just before the 2011 season. The 2011 season was his first with Oklahoma State. I mean, he's coached Justin Blackman, right. James Washington, Tylen Wallace, uh, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody else in there. Uh, I, I know I'm forgetting other guys in there. There have been a lot of great receivers that come through Oklahoma State, but, I mean, his resume, as far as the receivers he's coached at Oklahoma State, it's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, I can't. There's a reason why they they started before, you know, with Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas and and all all kinds of running backs that have come through this this great university. They were calling this, you know, tailback U, and we even had a poster about it in in the in the hallway. But as this new generation of football has come along, and with the with the talent that we've seen in that receiver room. 
I mean, you can be, you already saw, like, I, I want to say last year or the year before, they were doing some voting on ESPN about the best, you know, position for each program. And Oklahoma yeah. State was highly regarded as wide receiver use. So, I mean, you can't argue with that. And a lot of that has to do with Coach Dunn. Yeah, big time, big time. Uh, all right, Dion, you're the man. Thanks for joining us. Dion will be back with us next week. Let everybody know how they can find you on social media before we get off here. Yeah, it's Dion Amade underscore 28, D-E-I-O-N-I-M-A-D-E underscore 28. You can find me on all platforms. Get at your boy. You on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok yet. All right, don't <laughs> no, go I'm, I'm, on TikTok. I, I just, are you on TikTok? No, I'm not on TikTok, but honestly, I thought to myself, because that's, I don't want to say that that's a young people game, because like, we're not old, but we're, we're close to the same age. Right. We're both mid-upper 20s. Um, I only threw the mid in there to make us feel better. We're, we're both mid-upper 20s now, and I um, I feel like TikTok's a, a young person's game, but if I'm going to be quarantined for who knows how long, I might get a TikTok. I might start Here's doing some free stuff like, around I'm the just- house. I'm just not about the whole dancing and the whole mimicking thing, but my friend Jeremy Poplin down here, he's a, he's a big radio personality here in Tulsa. And he's been telling oh, me, yeah. he's like, man, you're getting, you're starting to show your age if you're not getting on TikTok. And I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to just get on there. Like, I think I'm gonna make like a putt putt course going through my house or something and then make a TikTok of me. Like, you know, those viral videos you see where it like bounces off one thing and then it hits a plank of wood and then it bounces a side direction. I, I know I'm going to have time for that before I get done. I can't stop watching those things, man. It, even when when they show them on, on when ESPN shows them on their yes. little Instagram page, it's like, well, this has got to be good if ESPN show on it. Let's check it out. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, all right. Good stuff, Dion. We will talk again next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. That's all for today's edition of Locked on Pokes. Now tell your smart device to tune to Locked on NFL, and those guys will break down everything happening right now in free agency. That's all for today. I'm back tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Locked on post.